0: All right, welcome back to JB Squared. I'm JB Hager along with Johan Brunil, and we're going to dig into a recap of stage three of the 2023 Tour de France and look ahead to tomorrow, which is a very interesting finish. So we'll get more of uh we'll get a lot of Johan's input on that in just a minute. But first, let's check in with a couple of our partners and special offers. Today's show is brought to you by HVMN, a ketones IQ. And for those of you watching on youtube i'll show you here's here's the big bottle of ketones iq and this is 10 shots right mm-hmm. but here's the little daily shot which they've done a heck of a job with the flavoring and all this so uh i can attest to it um you know you hear lance and george talking about a lot of the physical bene- benefits of taking ketones iq uh and i will vouch for the the mental benefits uh i started doing a shot a day a few months ago And can definitely feel an improvement in mental clarity energy just alertness sharpness if you want to call it that i mean hey i set the bar pretty low so i could only go up so anyway i do love it it has really helped me out tremendously and most of the peloton is using ketones iq uh, just it's an extra fuel source. Why would you not want it? So you can save 30% off your first subscription order of ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash the move. Let me give it to you again, hvmn.com slash the move and sub- subscribe and check out with 30% off. Today's show is also brought to you by Ventum bicycles. I've been lucky to get introduced to Dia years ago. And uh, I've been riding my NS1, the road bike for two years now. And just a few months, just before heading out here to Colorado, picked up my GS1, which I absolutely love. And what's really cool is when you go on their site at Ventum Racing, you can play around with it and and figure out how you want to build out your bike. You pick the components, you pick the wheels. You pick the handlebars, you pick the stem length, you pick the crank length, and they have a lot of helpful information to help you make that decision. Um, and it it's just it's incredible because you can start like the, on the GS1, a new GS1 with SRAM Apex AXS. at just $29.99, $2,999 bucks gets you onto a bike. And I always tell people when they're like, hey, what do I do? What do I need for, for these components, this or that? And it depends on, I mean, if you're not racing bikes, you just want to get out and enjoy it, get started, you can get in for three grand. And you can also save ten percent off. We have a code. If you want to get a brand new NS one or G S one, uh just use the code we do, W E D U at checkout, and you will save 10%. And again, that is at VentumRacing.com the move. Okay, Johan, Let's take a look at stage three first. No surprises there. Of course, I I've listened to outcomes uh, yesterday with you and Spencer Martin, and and your first pick was uh, Philipson, mm-hmm. who who won uh, won today, and it was he was the favorite by far, at least according to the odds, and and in your opinion, and uh, it, but it was not without a little bit of controversy. We'll get into that in a second, but. Uh, you know, one of the first things that that came to mind is like, when you have a lead out of, Mm -hmm. of Matthew Vanderpool, like, wow, what a duo, what a duo Vanderpool and Philipson. I mean, just, I mean, and then you'll go, I know you want to elaborate more on their, their lead out train from Alpeson.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, today's stage, uh, you know, was 193 kilometers, uh, from from Spain into the into France into the French Basque country. Uh, so they they, they 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 were still in the Basque country actually, but the French Basque country. Uh, amorebieta to Bayon. Uh, it was you know expected to be a, a bunch print. It was not an easy stage. You know it was a lot of up and down, uh, especially the beginning of the stage uh, was was really really heavy. Um, but there was you know two breakaway guys. Um, everybody expected it to be a bunch print. so uh we had uh, this this rider pichon from uh, arkea and and once again nelson paulus uh must be on on amazing form uh he it's clear now that he wants to go for this polka dot jersey um he said he said before this st- before the stage i i listened to an interview of him and he said you know he knows that there there's a big chance that one of the gc guys gets polka dot jersey but you know he wants to go in breakaways and try it and at least not be with the 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 bad the bad feeling at the end of the tour to lose the polka dot jersey with 15 points for example you know Mm -hmm. um so um so but yeah it was it was the typical the typical sprint stage uh at the beginning of the tour de france uh nothing really happened uh, in terms of the race except that breakaway but especially the last 30 40 kilometers, you could sense the typical stress, the typical nerves within the peloton um everybody wants to be in front, although nothing's gonna happen although there's no climb although there's no dangerous corners but everybody wants to be in front and bit by bit that stress and that five six teams next to each other you you reach speeds of 55, 60 kilometers per hour while the whole peloton is across the road so that's the typical um final 30 40k in a tour de france stage at the beginning and yeah
0: when so- i wa- when i watch them it when it starts heating up with 20k to go and then you know what by 10k it's just flying but you're you <laughs> are like I don't think people understand like how hard it is to get four or five people from your same team yeah. in the same row when there are four or five other teams mm-hmm. trying to do the exact same thing. And I look at the colors shuffling around; it's like a Rubik's cube, you yeah. know, just trying to get them all lined up, and it, yeah. not an easy effort
1: whatsoever. Yeah, there's a, I, I heard the, the 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 teams and the cyclists are using a new term now. They call it the washing machine. Mm. The wash it's and it is like a washing machine, right? It's like you're there and 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 all of a sudden you're not there anymore. you know it's 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 this to be able to stay in front and especially with a team, you have to constantly be battling to move forward because if you don't fight, 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 you're going backwards. and and so, and so I mean and and then especially when we see the speeds 55, 57 kilometers per hour, uh, and that's still just leading up to the big final. um you know, those stages, although nothing happens, uh take a lot take mm-hmm. a lot out of a rider out of a team and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know uh, I think alpecin the Koning played it uh, to perfection, you know they they could um they could wait uh we had we had uh, Sudau, i have I still have to get used to the sudal quick step. Name, we're already in the middle of the season, <laughs> but still, uh, everybody still calls it quick step. Yeah, Sudal quick step, which were they, they were trying, and you had Jumbo Visma on the other hand, with ba- mainly around, uh, around Jonas Vingegaard, but also a little bit for for Van Aert, and you had Alpacin, uh, which was kind of you know cruising the wheels, and they came to the front at the right moment, and that's really how you have to do it. But especially also, I mean, if you have this one or two guys who can go. So super fast that uh, it's already mainly a sprint to stay on the wheel, and I think this is what uh, gave the victory to to Philipson. Uh, you know, they have this 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 tall guy Jonas Ricard, who who is you know not a known not a very well known name, but he does an amazing job. He he this is his specialty. He knows when to move up, and and the, you can see that these guys are really trained on each other. You know, like Ricard, and and they have Sinkeldam, also the Dutch guy who who was a lead-out guy for Demar uh, in the past. Uh, so, you know, they, they really have a really good uh, lead-out train. Uh, but especially, you know, if you have Mathieu van der Poel uh, getting to the front with, with 350 meters to go and, and he does 200 meters of lead-out, you could clearly see, like Grunewegen and Jakobsen, they were, and and even Caleb Ewan, they were sprinting on the wheel already. Nobody, like the first five six guys, were in a line when 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 Philipson started his sprint. So, you know, and and Philipson is one of the fastest guys in the in the world. So this there's no, there's, there's, it's very difficult to beat him, you know. So, um, I mean, really well deserved victory for Philipson. He was the big favorite. Uh, his third win in the tour. Um, you know, last uh, last year, I think last yeah last last year he won two stages. That right? he won on the Champs Élysées, and then another one in the last week. But the year before, uh, he had already been sprinting and and always second, always second, always second um but obviously you know this is a guy who's still developing and and has a huge potential as as a sprinter but also as a complete rider let's not forget he was second in paris yeah yeah you so, know uh this is this is a guy uh like these kind of stages where it's you know between 2500 and 3000 meters of elevation these kind of stages are the stages where a rider like him uh, even if it wasn't hard on the, on the beginning of the race. And, uh, but you still have to get over those, those lumpy, lumpy roads. And, uh, you know, the fatigue gets in the legs and, uh, yeah, he was, he was the fastest today, you know, and, and I was a bit surprised to see that, that there was a little bit of hesitance at the end. Um, first the joy, you know, congratulate later by the teammates. Then he goes to the to the seat to be interviewed and all of a sudden oh there's doubts right there were doubts because obviously the the comment the 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 judges had seen the sprint from the from the helicopter view and uh they took quite a long time actually to uh to decide because i you know it looked like he was going to be disqualified and he was he was worried um and i think it would have been really unfair to disqualify him because uh
0: yeah, to, to paint a picture for those listening who have not seen it, a little verbal picture, I guess, you know, with the sprinter, whoever's in the front usually pushes towards one barrier or the other. You don't want to leave both sides wide open, mm-hmm. but if you push too far to a barrier, change your line too much, then you can be relegated to the back yeah. of that bunch, correct? And, uh, in, in this case, Phillipson did move over somewhat. And while Van Aert was trying to come up between his right side and the barrier, but what was questionable is it was very confusing looking at overhead because there's white lines painted. Yeah. And, and if you look at that, though, it actually helped the decision because he followed that white line, which well, says,
1: yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. But I think here, the big problem of of, of this discussion is that the, the road was not straight. There was there was a, a, a slight turn. Uh, and the barriers were not straight, but they were following that turn, and so it looks like he gets closer to the barriers. But really, what he did was he went in a straight line, the shortest way to the finish. I mean, it's if, if you're there with 200 uh, beats per minute heartbeat, <laughs> and, right. and you know you want to go straight to that finish line. Uh, so he, he, I don't think he he didn't deviate, but he yeah. went just in a straight the shortest line. To the finish, which which was not following the turn of of, of the the slight turn in the in the road. Um, so I don't know exactly what made the difference. That was interesting to see because you know he was there, he was worried. Um, I, 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 there were I, I don't I think it was his wife or his, or his girlfriend was standing there with the with the with the, the, the phone to to watch the the repeat of the of the sprint. Um, we even saw today Pogacar coming. First, congratulating him mm-hmm. um, while he was sitting there to be interviewed, congratulating him because they're big buddies. Uh, they know each other from uh, their first year at UAE um, and Pagacha
0: is very good about being the friendly guy in the peloton. He yeah. amazes me,
1: yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he, I mean, but I don't think I mean, I think I think that's the way he is. He just yeah. enjoys he enjoys uh, riding his bike. Uh, he does have a lot of friends in the peloton. That's always interesting. Um, but so after a while, you know, it took a long time. And, and at some point, Philipson was kind of getting up to leave. But then he made the decision to, uh, go, to the, go to the box, to the box where the, where the judges were, where the jury was. So he went in there where they were reviewing the images. And uh, I don't know what he said there, but he must have made a really good case for himself. Mm-hmm. He came out and they, and he came out with a smile. <laughs> so that was uh, that was nice. To, I mean, and and well deserved. You know, it it would have been really, really not uh, not correct if they would have disqualified him.
0: Did you um, see in any post race? Uh, I did not. That if Wout Van Aert had anything to say about, I didn't no, see. I didn't see no. that he said anything.
1: No, he didn't. Uh, he. I mean, he made a comment. He made a comment. He said, you know, I was uh, uh, starting my sprint at the same moment as Philipson. Um, then, you know, the road was, there was a little bit of a bend. So I got, I got blocked in between Philipson and, and the barriers. And then he said something also about people who were hanging over the barriers, Right. which for example, look, if you look, if you look on my background, you can clearly see, you know, people are leaning over. Um, so he said, but he didn't make a complaint, uh, since a number of years already, because I think that, uh, that Lance and George were asking about that. Uh, there is no more rule that allows a cyclist or a team to file a complaint. It's on the spot, the judges who make the decision or sometimes after the, after the race, when they get images or, or, you know, video of something that went wrong in the race, but, uh, you can't protest anymore, which I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I mean, I think, I think there should be a uh always a possibility to protest then the judges can still decide whether mm-hmm. it's justified or not right but right. uh but yeah i mean you know great start for 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 philipson uh you know obviously he's he, he already said that he has ambitions for the the points jersey also um so yeah i mean good start and um it's i think it's important who which sprinter wins the first the first sprint that's that's super important.
0: Yeah, that definitely is. The sprinters uh, work off momentum big time, right? They, they, it ebbs and flows. And when they're hot, they're hot, right? Uh, let yeah. me let me ask you this, because we've talked uh, earlier this year about, like, when you think of a sprinting and sprint chain, you think of all the years of quick step, right? They, that's what they've always done better than anybody. And then we've had the conversations about them having to shift things because they've got Remco and all of his talent could Alpecin be the next quick step who, you know, you mentioned these other guys that you may not be familiar with, but they're mm-hmm. perfect lead out guys. Can we see an era of dominance if that's what they choose to dominate?
1: Well, I mean, they are already uh, at that level, I think. Uh, quick step. I mean, Sudal quick step. They're still there. You know, let's not They still have They have Fabio Jacobson, who's leaving the team, by the way. Uh, moves to DSM, uh, next year, but still, I mean, they have a really good lead out train. They were there, they were there just, you know, uh, the, the way, I mean, the chaos that's going on, you may, you may have a really well-trained team. One little thing goes wrong and you you know, your train is off the rails. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Alpecin, um, you know the fact that they have a guy like uh, like philipsen as a sprinter um obviously he, they have to try to keep or hire uh lead out guys so i think they're up there i mean listen they're they're this is the biggest race in the world and uh they uh they show that they have the the horsepower and the speed to be up there in the sprints uh and not 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 all, not a lot of teams can say that
0: now uh I believe I saw Jonas Vingegaard up there doing some work early, uh, as they were just getting doing some polling. Which mm. I was wondering if a word got back to him what Johan had to say <laughs> about him yesterday. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. no, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think he was just up there to you know he was with his team. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, we could also like in during one instance now that some teams have opened their radio communication to the for broadcasting we could hear at one point and it was already pretty deep in the final probably like 10k to go what the team director saw watched this tv and he said okay guys really good stay up there with Jonas i was a bit surprised that on the radio they he didn't say and 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 Walt is there also by the way or something like that right uh, so um but they i mean they they did protect they did protect one art so um no I mean just to come back a little bit on on that uh incident of yesterday um personally I think uh I list I heard arts interview um he was definitely not criticizing uh Vingegaard I mean not that he would do that publicly I, I think whatever that needed to be said has been said internally um but I personally think that Vingegaard it himself is not to blame. i would I think it's the blame is more on the on the manager on the team management mm. for not having given that instruction. Uh, it seems to me that Vingegaard is following the plan, following the instructions. You focus on Pogachar, don't lose him out of sight. That's it, you know. Uh, I think it's a bit of a lack of instinct or a little bit of lack of of personal initiative. Um, there should not have been an order from the team. You're in the last kilometer anyway. So, you know, this uh, and the cars were not there. The cars were not behind the first group. They were probably behind the car. The group of, of uh, Alaphilippe and, uh, and and those other guys. So um, I think that was that was more the case. But uh, but from what I saw from Van Art's interview, he says, you know, because apparently in Belgium, uh, the Belgian media went crazy yesterday hmm to to criticize the team, criticize Wingegaard and and victimize Walt von Art, right? And he said, you know, well, yeah, we laugh with it in the bus. You know, it's you know we know what we have to do, so you know there's more there's more there's more races to win. And uh, he was really cool about it.
0: Okay. Another incident from yesterday I'd like to revisit we just on the heels of us just saying how uh, Pogacar is so friendly, and he has a lot of friends in the peloton. There was a, a video clip that that I don't, got out of him on his trainer, mimicking Wout Van Aert slamming his bottle like he did at the end of the race yesterday. Uh, I'm sure you saw that. Any yeah. thoughts on that?
1: Well, it was with it was with Adam Yates. I think uh, they were they were there. At, I think it was in the in the podium area because both of them had to go to the podium for the white jersey and the yellow jersey and uh, and i think he was you know telling what happened and and imitating Van art's frustration you know um i mean you know you, you could see it as a bit of a trolling maneuver <laughs> i would say mm-hmm. but i think i just think that's that's genuine yeah that's that's the way pogacar is he's just you know he he likes. Cycling, he loves to ride his bike and and tells what happened after the stage with a lot of enthusiasm. I don't think it was meant at all to uh be negative towards towards Van Art for sure. I mean, listen, in Belgium, for sure, the media has picked up on it and said, Yeah, look at Pogaccio. You know, he's even making fun of of Van Art. I don't think that was the the, the intention. He was just yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they're friendly with each other, but they're rivals, you know, and they yeah. want to beat and, and yeah, I mean, uh, he was, you know, he got, he got his bonification, so he was happy with his stage and, um, he was just telling the story to Adam Yates. Um,
0: yeah. pagachar is so interesting to me because he, he does, like you said, he enjoys riding his bike. He enjoys racing. He's super competitive, but he also puts out this real happy go lucky. This is not the most important thing in the world kind of vibe. <laughs> about racing your bike and i and he also i i feel like when he doesn't win you know he's he's okay like okay i'll I'll race tomorrow you know it's he's got and i think you know he just seems to have a different attitude about it when he doesn't win of course he wins a lot so but he just he handles it really well and it's it's it just that's the vibe i get he goes hey it's just just bike racing we're having fun
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to be like that if you're that good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're not worried about your next contract, right? Guys have to pursue and chase that win. And, you know, he knows he's going to win at some point. Right. Right. Uh, so, I mean, for a guy like Van Art, for example, I can understand it's, it's frustrating because he's pursuing that win, you know, no matter, I mean, let's, let's face it, you know, I mean, uh, Van Art. He's an incredible rider, incredible champion. Uh, He's always there. But if you look at this year's victory list, he only won two races this year. Right. I mean, a lot better than that, you know? Uh, So, so. um, He's
0: looking at his season as a whole. Yeah. This is very
1: important. Yeah. Right. yeah, Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. well, now let's take a look at tomorrow, and we are going to get to that Ventum trivia, and I have a discount code for everybody too on We Do Stuff. We'll get to that at the end. But uh, looking at tomorrow, and I it should be another uh, bunch sprint, but mm-hmm. a very interesting finish. And yeah. uh, why don't you talk about that and 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 see how this might play out?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, on t- in theory, it's, it should be a bunch print that's sure. Um, but you know, it's once again, it's not an easy stage. Uh, it's, it's a lot of up and down, although there's only one classified climb, a cat four climb, but it's, if you look at the profile, it's all the time up and down, it's not flat at all. Um, so, you know, I think this early, this early in the tour, uh, I expect the bunch print. Um, and yeah, I mean, they finish on a, on a, whether it's a car racing circuit or, um, or a, a motor, a motor racing circuit, but they finish on a, on a small racing circuit. Uh, it's not that long because it, it looks like they get into the circuit with, with three kilometers to go. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a short circuit, but, uh, it, it, at least on the map, it looks, it looks like it's quite technical. Uh, there's, you know, they get on the circuit. They have one, two, three. They have four almost U-turns before the finish. Of course, you know, it will. It's a racing circuit. It will, it will be quite wide. Uh, you know, if if cars or, or motors can pass each other, bikes will be able to pass each other also. I I would assume, right?
0: Yeah, and and then you know, tracks have a, a smooth runoff too. If you if you mm-hmm. get bumped and yeah. and you know, you're not going into a curb or a barrier. They usually have a nicer runoff,
1: yeah, but it will be it will be a uh, a finish for a sprinter who has a lead out train, especially with those with those four corners it's it's ideal to basically go uh high speed and and line it up, you know, so we can expect the same guys again uh in the front. I mean usually you know usually uh, sprinters take turns. And we saw it in the Giro. I think every single every, every single stage in the Giro that was a sprint was a different sprinter that won. In the Tour, not so much, but uh, but so we're going to see this, the same guys. You know, Philipson with his team Alpecin, Jakobsen with Sudar Quickstep, Caleb Ewen with Lotto, um, then Grunewagen uh, with 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 Jayco. So and, and uh, Caleb
0: Ewan was right up there today
1: by the way. He, was, he was up there and 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 you know without his lead out man because his lead out man Jasper DeBoist, crashed yesterday and he was not feeling well today. So um yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be I mean, the, those first sprints when everybody's still relatively fresh are interesting. So I'm curious to see who takes it tomorrow, but I expect a bunch sprint again.
0: Okay. And this is on uh, you, you can talk about this as much or as little as you like johan, but we are getting getting a lot of questions about the tension in france uh you know we've been running around like crazy for the last few weeks here, so I haven't been keeping up with the news like I normally do, and I think you have your ear to the ground better than anyone mm-hmm. on our team
1: yeah i i think uh j b it's it is uh it's a big concern. Uh, the riots in France right now are a lot worse than we think. um it's dangerous um it's uh, one 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 person told to me said to me, uh, he said, you know you, you cannot imagine it's almost like a civil war. Mm. You know, there's so much so many people um it all started with a teenager who got stopped and then he he got killed by the police um and and You know, it had this snowball effect and it's not, uh, you know, they put cars on fire. They, I've seen, I've seen uh, a notification that mass events uh, are not allowed anymore. So, I mean, the Tour de France is a mass event (laughs) and they're not going to stop the Tour de France, but... um,
0: but other it, things that normally happen, festivals, concerts, whatever, are
1: not happening I, during I this? I think they're not. I, I think for the moment, they're on hold. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So wow. it is It is really, really very severe, very severe. And, um, you know, let's hope for France in general that, you know, they can, they can calm this down. Uh, and let's especially also hope that it doesn't affect the Tour de France, right? Because uh, it is a big event. And. Uh, I think it's quite accessible, actually, uh, compared to any other events that are in a closed-off area. You know, this is a moving event, and it's quite easy to access starts and finishes for anybody who has bad intentions. So uh, let's let's hope that nothing happens uh, to anybody.
0: Okay. Well, uh, here we have a chance for our listeners to win a brand-new Ventum NS1, the road bike. Uh, all you got to do is to participate is send in your answer on these trivia questions. You can play every day if you want. Yesterday, the uh, question was, uh, who organized the very first Tour de France? And uh, the answer was the French newspaper. Le Auto was the organizer of the very first correction. one.
1: Cor- correction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's L'Auto. Le L'Auto. L'Auto. Lotto. Lotto, okay. <laughs> Lotto. So, I mean, that was, yeah, that was the newspaper. Um, actually, Lotto, uh, it's a good, a good little story about this. Uh, Lotto was uh, the newspaper before L'Equipe, afterwards it became L'Equipe, right? But it was on yellow paper. And that's the reason why the yellow jersey is yellow, the leader's jersey. Because Lotto was a newspaper on, on yellow paper. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, today's question, so you can play and get in and on the drawing for the bike, uh, is, and you probably know the answer to this, but hold on to it, Johan. Which cyclist has won both the Tour de France and the Giro d'Italia in the same year the most times? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) You got it? All right. Send that everyone, If you can research the answer and send it in, email it to trivia at VentumRacing.com, and your entry will get you entered in the drawing for the NS1 that we'll do at the end of the tour. Now, I have another question for you, Johan. We're getting a lot of questions specifically for you, which is great. Um, This is from Casey, who asked, uh, says, hey, guys, great show. Love it always. My question for Johan is... In the history of the tour, what rider has come the furthest back in the GC to claim the yellow jersey? Maybe uh, a story of an awesome comeback. That is, again, from Casey. That's a tough mm-hmm. question, but does anything come to mind?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I would have to think. Uh, the one that I can remember uh, as, as a cyclist was actually my last year as a cyclist was 98 when Marco Pontani won the, won the tour, um, he also had won the Giro that same year already. So there's one guy who won the tour in the Giro, mm-hmm. one, but he only did it once. So there's it's definitely not Pantani, the, the answer to the question. Uh, but I do remember that at the beginning, uh, he was kind of riding into the tour. You know, back then it was still, he came off the Giro probably didn't do that much training and he was not looking great at the beginning of the tour and he was always in the back uh, with his whole team and um and for some reason I don't know if it, if that specific tour if there was uh a lot of headwind at the beginning I don't know when we but anyway he was always at the back and he was like past 100th position like 120th 130th in uh so he didn't do a great time trial and uh and just was sitting there, so uh, in terms of positions, I'm pretty sure that he was there for a while until the first mountain stage, and then he moved up um there's probably somebody else uh who who came from further down uh in in the past um I do have however uh the guy didn't win the tour that year, but I do remember uh Pedro Delgado uh, a Spanish writer, won the tour in uh, I'm one, I I want to say, uh, I mean, I don't, re- I don't remember what which year, but anyway, he started, he started the Tour de France as the defending champion. So he started in last position, the prologue. 88. 88. So it would have been 89 that he came, wait, what, 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 what did he finish in 89? Which place? Uh, let's see. I don't have that necessarily in front of me oh 89. So no, it's not it's not enough anyway it it must have been the year before then or something uh 88 he won when he was on reynolds so 80 so probably no it's 87 yeah 87 uh he came to the start of the prologue and he uh, he arrived three minutes late <laughs> at the start of the prologue so apparently back then there was no uh time cut you know, in the prologue, but he, he, he finished dead last in the time trial.
0: So wait, how does that work when you show up three minutes? Late? The clock starts ticking oh, yeah, he when, lost you, when three you were minutes. supposed to go.
1: He lost three minutes from the gun, you oh, know? Wow. So he but finished dead last, of course. And he, 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 he started like a, a recuperation race and he, he ended up ter- third in the, in the tour. I think that's the tour that Stephen Roach wins in 87.
0: Second, maybe second that year in the tour.
1: Was he second? He was second. Oh, he was second. So go figure.
0: Wow. <laughs> and missed the prologue. Oh,
1: yeah. What
0: would you say to a writer that missed the wow.
1: prologue? <laughs> I mean, imagine. Imagine. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable.
0: I mean, you that, are a very calm person, Johan. You are very, very mellow, but I could see you erupting at a writer that missed the prologue.
1: <laughs> that, like, it that would was, be
0: terrifying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must be. I mean, and 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 on top of that, you know, he started as being the favorite of the race, and he turned out to be the best rider in the race because he uh, caught up, caught up, caught up, and uh, so yeah, that yeah, that's didn't win the race, but he came definitely from dead last. Wow, okay. back to the top. Good story.
0: Uh, if you want to send a question in for Johan, send it to JB JB two at we and um, I'll skim through those, pick up pick I pick stuff for Johan every day. So send something in if you have a question for him. And also twenty percent off for the fourth of July, our big holiday over here, Johan. So move twenty is a code you can use tomorrow and get twenty percent on all of our merch, which is great. If you need a new kit, we've got some great hoodies, jackets, hats. The lube, my chain hat (laughs) and and lots of great stuff. New kit designs, the the orange forward kit is really cool. So anyway, 20% off in our entire store at wedo.team tomorrow. All right, Johan, thank you for your input on stage three and a look ahead at stage four tomorrow, and we will resume uh, this time tomorrow. Thanks.
1: Okay. Thanks, Debbie. Speak tomorrow.